0: Good morning, happy Tuesday. I have neuro coffee in hand and it is perfect. All right, we are back after a very long weekend. Um, Had a great weekend. The the beginning of the weekend was uh, the the birthday bash and uh, extended all the way through the weekend. It was like one big continuous party for about three or four days. Had a great time, hope everybody else did too a quick housekeeping item. The applications for the Intensive 18 will be open this week. Be looking for that in your email. Um, If you're not on the email list, please go to BillHartmanPT.com, BillHartmanPT.com. Go to the end of any blog, put your email in there, and you will be first notified when applications are open. Digging into today's Q&A, this is with Jordan. Jordan's a PT student, and he had a question in regard to uh, fake throws. When we're talking about fake throws, we're Definitely concerned with issues of connective tissue behavior and gut behavior, as we are with any implement type of an activity. So, we're talking about golf clubs, tennis rackets, um, throwing a baseball, swinging a bat, throwing a football. Anytime we have an implement, we have gut behaviors that we have to attend to. Um, the difference between a pick throw and a release throw, however, have a lot to do with connective tissue behavior, and so we unpack that. So, there's a lot of information in this very short video also a little bit of a demo in there for you as well so you can actually see uh some of the behaviors that we discuss so thank you jordan uh question is going to help a lot of people if you'd like to participate in a 15-minute consultation please go to ask bill at gmail.com askbillhartman at gmail.com please put 15-minute consultation in the subject line so i don't delete it uh please include your question in the email as well everybody have an outstanding tuesday and i will see you tomorrow um, but
1: my question is more in regards to um, fake chops and lateral lunges and connective tissue. Like thing? Yeah, the,
0: yep, I that stuff. Yep, yep.
1: Um, when I think about like connective tissues and you're doing like a really quick movement, I yep. think like stiffness, right? But you talked about <clears throat> utilizing that motion um, and utilizing that stiffness for the guts to kind of go into that, space. Yes, sir. But when I think for like the Achilles, um when I do like a quick fake drop down, it gets stiff. But I'm not getting that like the same connective tissue behavior I'm thinking of when I'm utilizing the guts to create, I guess, that expansion or stretch. Like what is the difference? Cause like I don't understand how you're getting the guts to go into that like space when you're creating stiffness, when you're doing a a really hard chop. Can you just Are you doing a
0: release? are Are you doing a fake? A fake. Okay. Anytime, okay. The implement, okay, is the guts. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay. So wherever that implement goes, the guts are gonna follow. So there's a slight delay because it's water, right? So if I go up like this, my body turns, my guts have a little bit of a delay, and then they follow. As I as I go into the, the chopping action, my body goes, there's a slight delay, and then there's the wave of the guts that follows. You understand that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. If I don't release the ball, I, I extend the duration of the slowdown. Oh oh so there's the yield you see it
1: yeah okay that's what i was confused okay
0: yeah okay so the difference between so so this is this has to do with conservation of momentum this is this is a the physical principle um if i don't release um i i alter the so when you when you throw a ball Um, You project the ball in a direction and the ball pushes back to you, but because you're bigger, um, the ball keeps going (laughs) in that direction because the amount of of velocity that's acquired from from the throw, it has to be maintained for conservation of momentum, right? Mm -hmm. So, So momentum is always equal. So if I throw a medicine ball, the reason the medicine ball goes in that direction really, really fast is because I'm moving in the opposite direction very, very little, but I am moving in that direction. So it will stop me. So if I do a medicine ball, throw into like a wall or something like that. As I release the ball, I get pushed back to a certain degree. That creates uh, an overcoming connective tissue behavior because it's pushing back against me and I'm resisting it. Okay. If I fake it, I am prolonging the deceleration of me, which means that I will elongate the connective tissues to dampen and slow down. You see the difference? Yeah. Yeah. So like if you were, if you were doing like a, a, like a diagonal medicine ball chop, okay. And you had a left Achilles problem that was really sensitive. And I wanted to recapture the yielding action on that Achilles. I would chop down in that direction and I would dampen the, I would dampen that right. Um, to, to teach those tissues to elongate. So, to so teach them to accept force. That would be a great reason to do the fake throw, because if I if I slam the ball into the ground, that's me getting pushed back harder from the ground, which means that I would have an overcoming action of that Achilles, which is like me bouncing across the ground, which might be too sensitive. You see the difference?
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So this is how you this is how you sequence things in the clinic, right? Is is again? Uh, so, so your early representations are are you taking energy from the ground? So it's coming distal to proximal. Okay. So a fake throw is more distal to proximal. A slam is more proximal to distal. You see it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was awesome. Thank you for the clarification. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: Good morning. Happy Thursday. I have NeuroCoffee in hand, and it is perfect. Good morning, guys.
2: Um, what is the difference between a hip shift and a hip hike? Now, this difference is happening to one guy that he shifts during a squat, and that's his normal thing, as he gradually loads more weight then he starts to hike on the left side. Yeah. So he shifts to the left and he hikes to the left.
0: He shifts to the left first.
2: Yes. And then the more volume, then he hikes and he doesn't shift. More volume, you mean
0: more more load? Yeah, more load. Gotcha. What you're seeing is a progressive increase in the amount of of IR strategy.
2: Okay, IR. He's got to push harder
0: he's got to push harder. Okay. He doesn't have. So as you increase the load, okay. The amount of external rotation that he has available is slowly disappearing. So he's got to shift more and more to the left. And then he's got to anteriorly orient more to create the downforce to push the weight up. So you're just seeing the increase in internal rotation strategy. Okay. It's on not which mo- side go ahead.
2: On which side is he?
0: The side that's again? going the, the, the side that you see the, the so-called hike is where the internal rotation is is becoming magnified.
2: So he has more IR
0: on that left side coming up. No, he doesn't. That's why it's going up because he's got to he's gotta, he's gotta <laughs> create it. He's gotta create it through the spine because he doesn't have it in the hip anymore. Okay. It's spinal IR, it's not hip IR. that's why i say that's why i say internal rotation strategy because if i say internal rotation you might assume that i'm talking about the hip it's like the hip is not creating it he's pushing into the ground but he's got to like so if i do this with my shoulder got it right that's a we call it a shrug in the shoulder we call it a hike in the hip i'm not sure why but that's how we do it right okay and so this is my cervical spine internally rotating so it's it's going down and forward on the left side to create that position that's what he's doing in the squat right so he goes like this so he creates er he's got ir so he still has a little bit of ir in the hip and pelvis and then you put more and more weight on it and it's like oh there's less er space now i gotta twist my spine to create the ir so it's just a progressive increase in the compensatory strategy to produce the internal rotation
2: now, funny enough, when I didn't load like I, when I didn't put more weight on him, I shifted him from a back squat to an SSB bar. Same uh-huh. thing happened. Yeah. So same hike. Yep. But with lower vo- with lower weight. Um, but you changed. But
0: you changed the center of gravity on him too.
2: Right. So I. So what you're saying? Yeah, I didn't think of that. Like instead of it being a you know where do I gain IR or whatever, like it would be more like where do i or what exercise can i give him to to strategize more of that so should i work more unilaterally with him on that one side that hikes up maybe
0: okay think about this for a second think about this for a second you give him like a um front foot elevated split squat yeah first first okay um, and then take him back to the squat and see what happens. Okay. Now, now you might have given him enough relative motion that when you do put him under load, you don't see the you don't see the same strategy, or you don't see it to the degree that you did before.
2: Got it. And and I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Why wouldn't I um, do something like lower than ninety degrees or like? Deeper in, like more than 60 degrees of flexion on the knee. Why would I do front foot elevated?
0: Cause because you're because you gotta slow him down. So the left side's going fast forward faster than the right side. If I put the front foot up, it. it holds your center of gravity back. It Got slows it. you down.
2: Okay. I understand now. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So that so in the squat, essentially his right side is going forward. And his his, his, his left, left side, side is going. going his left
0: side is going forward faster.
2: So I got to just strategize. You slow him that backwards. side down. Yep. Got it. Thank yep. you. Yep. I appreciate there's, that.
0: There's a there's a whole hang on, Lala. There's a whole bunch yeah. of strategy here that, that we can that we can we can work through. You do like the 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 front foot elevated split squat. That slows them down. You could do like a like an offset box squat after that, where, you, where you're where gonna hold him back in, in a middle representation, right? And again, all you're trying to do is slow that left side down as they're producing the force. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Good morning, happy Friday. I have neuro coffee in hand and it is perfect. All right, a little bit of a housekeeping item here. Um, applications for the Intensive 18 have been open to the Mentorship List members um, for about the last 24 hours, so we've got quite a few applications already. Um, I'm going to open that up to general public here um, probably for the next day or so. We'll kind of see how many we get. We've got a target number, we've got a hit, and we're really close already. Um, so if you're trying to apply it to the Intensive 18, uh, be looking for that announcement. It'll probably be sometime this afternoon um, that I will open that up. And uh, you'll be able to access that at BillHartmanPT.com. BillHartmanpt.com. Uh, today's Q&A is with Sandus. Sandus has a great foundational question in regards to um, how we, we turn against forces. Um, very specifically, he was asking in regards to what we refer to as a a flat turn. You'll typically see this in the narrow ISA archetype. So the reason that I construct the archetypes in the first place was so we had a representation of starting conditions. People come in to us um, in whatever shape or form they are, and they are representing sort of our point B representation. The point A representation is the foundational archetype. So what this allows us to do is reverse engineer a process that may have resulted in them uh, acquiring some form of interference, movement limitations, uh, performance decrements. And so if we can understand where they came from, then we can understand how they got there and we can reverse engineer. So that that's a little bit of what we talked about here, um, but we also demonstrated how the two archetypes will, will turn differently. And therefore, um, as you're reverse engineering it, the processes will be slightly different because starting conditions are different. So again, the archetypes represent starting conditions. So thank you, Sandus, for this question. If you'd like to participate in a 15-minute consultation, please go to askbillhartman at, gmail.com, askbillhartman at gmail.com. Please put 15-minute consultation in the subject line so I don't delete it. Please include your question in the email. Everybody have an outstanding Friday. Podcast will be up on Sunday. Don't forget to go to the YouTube channel and get yourself subscribed so you can get all these videos um, as they as they come out and get posted. Everybody have an outstanding weekend. I'll see you next week. All right, Sandus, are you ready for your question there, Bob? Hello, Bill. Yes. Greetings.
1: Wanted to wish you a happy late birthday.
0: Oh, thank week. you, sir. I appreciate
1: that. OK, so I have a question about a flat turn to the right. So how would you go about uh, restoring it to kind of normal uh, back to the left?
0: in a wide and a narrow how could uh, it be different in those two situations okay so so you have two starting conditions that are absolutely different so there's only one of them that would that would turn on a on a on a more vertical axis which we would call a flat turn yeah okay so so a wide isa does not does not turn on a flat turn it turns on an oblique axis by design okay so so the flat turn would be exclusive to the narrow ISA representation because the the helical axis is more vertical. So they turn on a a much flatter representation. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And so then it it becomes a situation of of, um, using the movement to identify where the center of gravity is. And then that determines how you move somebody through space because they, they get to a position in a certain way and then you, you reverse engineer it. So if you had a narrow ISA individual that was, that had a center of gravity that was forward on the left, you just push them back on the left because that's what, that's where they came from. Okay. Okay. If you had somebody that was further forward, So their center of gravity kept going forward. That would be somebody, a narrow ISA that went forward on the left and then went left to right. So they're just following where the empty space is available to move. Okay. In that scenario, you have to move somebody from right to left first, then move them back on the left. And so this is determined by your measures or your, your, observation of movement
1: how would it be different uh, on a wide isa or would it be the same
0: no it's it, it, so it can't be the same because the starting conditions are different right so um th- they're trying to manage the same forces with two different physical structures so again, the, the narrow ISA turns on a more vertical axis. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's more up and down. And so they turn almost in a flat turn, okay? The wide ISA turns on an oblique. So they're, they're on a diagonal axis. So the strategies are different. Where the first move for a narrow ISA would be to move forward on the left, a wide ISA would move back on the right because again, they're tilting on a different axis. So hold your arms straight out to the sides. Straight out, awesome. So I'm gonna put an axis that goes straight down through your head and you're gonna to turn to the right, okay? So so just take your your, yeah, okay? So keep your head facing me so you can still see what we're doing. There you go, good. So that's a flat turn, you understand, okay? Now, hold your arm straight out to the side, okay? Now, drop your right arm, raise your left arm so it's on a diagonal. Now turn to the right. That's not the same, is it? No. So the horizontal representation is how a narrow would turn. The diagonal representation is how a wide turns. Okay? So your center of gravity moves differently. Does that make sense? Yes? I see you shaking your head. Yes. Yes. Okay, does that answer your question? Yes, it does.